you own the land that your house is on? I thought you stay in a neighborhood. I do own the land that my house is on. Um, yeah, I own the land in the neighborhood. Is it is it like a new construction neighborhood? New construction. I own the land. I bought the land. Oh, uh, gotcha. Bought that the house. Yeah. But all them bills that come with it, bro. Speaking of that, man. So I've been listening oh, to rich, yeah. da- uh, rich dad, poor dad, listening, reading, whatever you want to call it, and uh, and uh, he says that a house is not an asset. Yeah, and I 100% agree right now, especially now. It's a fact because an asset is something that makes you money. Liability is something that you have to pay that takes money away. So. I pay on that mortgage every time, every month, every time it comes around. And I haven't made any money on my house. Hasn't appreciated. It hasn't depreciated, but it hasn't appreciated. <laughs> and it's hurting my pockets every month. So I have to agree with uh, Robert, uh, who wrote uh, Rich, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. He opened my eyes to something. Boy, I'm telling you, I said this before. If you don't go get you that little duplex and rent out the other side mm-hmm. and live in the other side, man, and have them pay the rent. Cause y'all are y'all are fresh, y'all, you know. I might go do that in okay, OKC. Listen. Man. Learn from my mistakes. I don't know. I'm telling you, that's the way to do it, dog. Yeah, move back to OKC, cause uh my other Jeremiah left me. Jeremiah Cordell, he got a job at USF playing uh or not playing uh GA and so I need an I always need Jeremiah with me. I had my little brother Jeremiah. Jeremiah and you know I had you. Yeah, he was going to USF. He left today, seven AM. Hey, kudos to him, bro, because I couldn't be no coach. Not my dog Crib, man. Yeah. Man. Look, he told me he said when you go open something. Call me back, please. He said, I'm trying to I'm gonna do something different. I said, I said but Coach Green. Bro, so many, bro, so many <laughs> people was like, Jay, oh, why don't you coach? coach? My dad keep pressing me, bro. You're like, why don't you coach? Why don't you go to South Carolina? Da, 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 da. And I'm like, you saw us on Saturdays and only Saturdays. You ain't, yeah, you ain't <laughs> see the Sunday through Friday, bro. And only 12 of them. Like this is a seven hey, day no, a week, eight day a week job, bro. Yeah, dog. This job seven days a week. I don't care what nobody say. For real, man. I saw That's Coach Beamer um, in December. Did I tell y'all that? You said you doing what? I was in I was in Vegas because they have like the Campbell and like the Hall of Fame induction. I saw Coach Beamer, um, and I was just standing. He came up behind me or whatever. Oh, and I was like Beamer? one of the best experiences, man. You, you got yeah, with Beamer? Nah, nah. But, <laughs> but, you know, but y'all know, like, Coach Beamer was just such a good dude, humble dude, like, down to earth. Coach like, cool, one of the, yeah, like, one of the best people you can just meet. I don't know, like, whenever I see, because I didn't realize how much I appreciated OU and, like, the people that, uh, like, we play with or coach with. Like, now, anytime I see anybody, it's just like, Dang, like I really love you, dude. I never, and I didn't even realize I loved you bro, this much. You know what I mean? Time but time with each other. Bro. I don't know. It's just something about that brotherhood. 
We were slaves, dog. <laughs> like we were always together. <laughs> like we were some slaves. Like they, it could be, it could be two a.m. If you got, and you might get a, a text that we got a meeting at ten a.m. and you gonna be in that meeting. Like they, uh, they whipped us in the shape all the time. Just come on. What you think about, <laughs> man? You know the, you know, the, the crazy thing is like now. Now, like just being out in like the regular world, I, I hate like not being no, a one percenter, no. and I hate like being around people who no, don't continue. think I'm like sorry. one percenters. Mm-hmm. And I think, <laughs> and, and I think um, this this brings up a good point because I seen a video by David Goggins, and he was saying because you know like the Navy SEAL training is like you know, ridiculously intense. I think it was like a professor from Duke or something. He was saying, you know, the tear gas, blah, blah, blah. Is it, is it really necessary? Um, I get the point that you're trying to do, that you're trying to get at through the training, but is it really necessary? And David Goggins had such a good response. He was like, you know, I don't judge that guy. I don't blame that guy for thinking that or anything. Like, if anything, I understand what are you saying? But, you know, they're basically – he was saying that there's one percenters in the world and there's 99 percenters and the 99 percent. They don't understand what those one percenters do, why they do things the way they do, um, blah, blah. And I think he he said, you know, Eli, he talked about how Elon Musk said Twitter is a place that you can go to be a top one percent software engineer in the world. And for some people, that makes them very, very uncomfortable. They're like capitalism's evil blah blah but for some people i think like the like the three of us that's our dream to be around something like that um and i think it, it, it's kind of everything is to each his own and we have the choices to exist in environments that we want to and i think the thing that kind of frustrates me is sometimes um like if elon musk he bought twitter and he wants to make it where one percenters go i mean that's his choice and if you don't align with that you know there's plenty of alternative options but for the people whose dreams and aspirations like myself are to go work like that be at the forefront of innovation be the top military military force in the entire globe um or like i said oh you be consistent conference champions contend for uh, national champions for us if that's our goal and what we want to be you know don't intrude on us let us you know exist exist in our mind your own business that's what it <laughs> says in that rich dad poor dad too it says the millionaires mind their own business they say a new uh, a new law might come out or a new president comes in and different laws change and all that and there's all these taxes and Everybody's always worried about the richest taxes. You know who the richest taxes are worried about? The rich, themselves. And that's why they always pay least, the, the least, because instead of worrying about who has to pay what, they're worried about themselves and how they have to pay as little as they can. And so they open up them books, get with their CPAs, and they figure out whatever way they got to do to make the the smallest payment they can back to the, the government in the most legal I way. I ran into that when I was trying to get in contact with private funds. Because most of them aren't advertised, bro. I don't know. Most people like I didn't I didn't realize how, quote unquote, right. secretive these funds were, I guess, until I started doing most of my research. But like you can't type in you can't go to Google or Yahoo right. or Bing and type in hedge funds or private hedge funds like a few will pop up. But the biggest ones aren't even listed, you know, otherwise outside of like Blackstone, BlackRock, all those other ones. But. I'm like, bro, like, how yeah. am I supposed to get in contact with these people and they don't even got a website? 
because so much of it is from word of mouth, bro. It's just like rich people know rich people. It's like, oh, so who else you know? You know what I'm saying? It's like if somebody were to ask me in 10 years, be like, yo, like you're trying to throw in a mill on this project mm-hmm. or whatever, and they're going to be like, you know anybody else? I'm be like, yeah, I know, like, I know Caleb Pat. Da, 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 da. And we ain't finna go tell everybody, you know what I'm saying? We just gonna throw in the meal and continue on about our day. Oh, any, like, <laughs> right, if we tell the podcast at that point, we still tell the oh, podcast yeah. what moves we're making. Man, that's gonna be the only way. And it's gonna be paid by that time, paid subscription. So it's gonna be a, a 1% that wanna hear about our next move. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I haven't been on like Instagram or Twitter or anything for in like two weeks. And this is probably like the most locked in and happiest I've been. Like I've been listen, so I still be on my TikTok, but I limit myself, limit myself now. I'm limiting it. I be on TikTok because I just like to see. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm looking at different fashion and stuff, so I just like to see what people are wearing. Because you, know? you know, I might like to look good every once in a while. Well, next time I, I I step out, but Instagram and Twitter, I ain't touched. I ain't sent a tweet out. I ain't done like. I don't know. I'm just, I'm not feeling the vibe over there right now. To be honest with you. Yeah. Like, every time I look, Fight Haven pops like, up or yeah. uh, some, some negative going on, somebody getting shot or school shooting or something. I'm just like, man, I just need to mind my business. I'm telling you, once I heard that in, in, in that book, I said, mind your business. I'm I like, was speaking of the book. Just stay Question, out the Caleb, do you regret buying the house? Like, you don't, you don't seem too keen on the house. No, because I mean, eventually that'll be a rental house. And so eventually it'll be an asset. And then at that point, I mean, I'll, I'll have the money that I'm putting in and that kind of becomes yeah. like the down payment for another asset. You know what I mean? So like if I was to put a bigger asset in or a bigger down payment down on this house, then I would be at wherever I'm at on the money scale. And so I'll probably, I'll be able to refinance here in a couple of years and then it's just like I put a bigger down payment my payments will be lower I'll be able to charge the same uh, for rent and rent it out and then make money that way and use now the next place as a rental and do it the right way that I'll be talking about like do a duplex for my next one and then after that like I want to do I, I think I really like in real estate and just some buying I don't know about the section 8 houses but I don't know there's just a lot of opportunity to make money and so and and something I could do with Larson, my fiance. So I always I have I honestly have this dream that I can do something with her. And she loves interior design, and she loves uh, I mean a- anything that goes into a house uh, decoratively. And so I kind of like the other side. I like to see it being built. I like to see it working its way up, and I like flipping it and the money side of it. And so I, I don't know. That's just one potential thing that I could do with her. That, that's my dream. I Interior design. I feel like there's money together. to be made in that. Like, There's money to be made because, you know, it's not super specific on what you're charging. Like, if people are doing it and making a lot of money, but it's how well can that person decorate? And that's, that's something that's more subjective than anything. So you have your customer you can please them and it, it can be, they can be a, a real wealthy customer. Your tip could match whatever you're charging them even. And it's, it's just something that she's used to and cutting hair. I mean, there's set prices, but then on top of that, her tips are different. 
And so one person that comes in really loves their haircut might give her <laughs> an extra 2K or say. 200, not 2K. Dang, and okay. and she has a great day. <laughs> but then you go to interior design and somebody might give you an extra 2K because they love it so much. And then you build up your clientele and all of a sudden you're working for millionaires. 2, 2K to a millionaire or a billionaire ain't, ain't nothing for a tip for them. So they're like, yeah, I'm with that. And you did this giant deal or you're getting paid. 30k 50k yeah. on this big house and then they tip she 5k on top of it decorate so, for uh chad ocho cinco like get a tip from him yeah real you know he'd be tipping y'all y'all see his tips hello bro what? huh yeah what everything fake yeah yeah. Nah, yeah, like yeah. he be tipping like a thousand dollars like no. Like advice tips. Yeah, he'll get like, like a $50 yeah, bill at a restaurant, fake, bro, and like tip like 500 or 1000 And then like take a picture or write something funny and then post it. But. Hey. <laughs> Baller. <laughs> I, <laughs> McDonald's guy. Big McDonald's oh, yeah. guy. His endorsement to McDonald's. Ocho versus science. I ain't surprised, bro. You know, he still I, got 30 million in the bank. Yeah, bro, smart. He drives what, no his money. little smart car. Yeah, that's a honestly, bro. Yeah, he not even I think spending. that's the difference between like being rich I mean, and being wealthy. Tips. Like when you got enough money to basically just go do whatever you want, like you wealthy. You know what I'm saying? Like you ain't gotta have a biggest house, best car, or whatever. He said, bro. He said, I think Chad said this one time, bro. When your name All is right. bigger than anything you can buy or wear. Then you don't. You ain't really gotta do nothing. Like he buys fake jewelry because he knows that people are gonna think it's real just because he Chad Ocho. You know, like yeah. <laughs> Plus, them reps are getting really good. Yeah, I, I ain't gonna lie, bro. While <laughs> I was up in New York, I went over to <laughs> you know. Nah, nah, I, I, I ain't nah. gonna lie, y'all. Y'all are wilding right now. No, no, you. If I wore some reps around you, I don't have any, but I'm going to get some. So I'm going to wear some reps around you. You're going to be like, man, I like your shoes. I'm going to pull this back up. Yo. You can't. Bro, it's you can't I'm, tell the difference. No, There's wow. no way. It's principle to me, though, but I mean, I don't, I don't even know. Nah. See, my rebuttal to that, money. Patrick, is yeah, that, bro, like, people be out here. Like, for example, Nike and these shoes, bro, the shoes be like 110, but people resell for like 500. Yeah. Right. Let me if go you're get a fan it of capitalism, 30. Pat, you got to be a fan of the I other side. Yeah. <laughs> And also, you could resell that rep to somebody that's yeah. uneducated and okay, make that five hundred. So too. now look, I got four seventy and a pair of shoes. <laughs> look, I don't, I don't have, I don't have no problem with people selling fakes, whatever it is. But I'm saying, me, principal, I can't do yeah. that, man. It's just law. I don't have anything fake yet, but look, I, I personally, I, it's right I don't it's either, on the way. But like. <laughs> let's just say I wouldn't be mad. If one of y'all had, you know, yeah, 
like a fake nah, Louis. That's wild. Like you know, they make the same thing every year. Like you, like they they're coming out with a new a new season every season. Like a, a new pack, a new bag, a new every 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 season. Like. Um, How was y'all Valentine's Day? I know y'all both got, you know, booze or whatever. Expensive. Yeah. Expensive. Like, how expensive? Like, can we get a range? (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Yo, this man, this man saw my wearing fake stuff and spent $1,500 on Valentine's Day? I bought the dining table for the crib. That was $1,200, and I bought a $300 shoes. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. Plus flowers. So it was really two fifty dollars shoes plus okay. flowers and all the all little right. chocolates and all that. You know, I'm a, I'm a little boy, okay, man. Okay. I'm a romantic. Bro, you, know? you scared me. I was okay, about to say, dude, bro, you got to say that. I mean, you want to go Yeah, you're I bought the dining table, man. Oh. <laughs> I didn't say this for Valentine's Day. <laughs> Yeah, y'all, y'all had a heart attack over there. <laughs> <laughs> no words. <laughs> hey, what's crazy yeah, is though, no, see, y'all believe it. Like, like, y'all know that somebody would do. That's, that's like, uh, You're the lover boy. I'm an impulse guy. I am a lover boy, but I am an impulse guy. Right now, I'm trying to in- fight my impulse to get some tattoos. Hey, but this know, book I'm, is helping me. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm here. Tats, you know what I'm saying? That asset? No. <laughs> I think that's I a know, great investment. I, I think that's therapy. Women get their yeah. hair done. I get tattoos. <laughs> hey, yo, I gotta yo, spend yo, my yo, haircut money somewhere. Let's, you know, let's just chill. Implants in your head. Yeah, let's chill. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, save that part. Let's chill. <laughs> Ten weeks. Yeah, chill. <laughs> Dude, you got you got a, a whole yeah, thousand and ten weeks away. Right but now it's a hundred a trip. <laughs> I remember paying twenty for a cut. I see people on Twitter <laughs> talking about something. If you ain't paying a hundred dollars for your haircut, you ain't you ain't real. Yeah, but who is that guy? Well, that yeah, that? yeah, but but like let's let's so. not get into social it's media. Jay Rose, like, Jalen Rose said that. Pat, you don't want to talk about it. Yeah, but anything Jalen Rose say, I ain't gonna lie. He like, let, <laughs> man, let's not let's not get because like I understand he said that from the position that he's in, but like people on social media don't even live in reality. Like, I mean, I I go home and I see people with you know like the what is it like satchels or like fanny packs or whatever the Louis Vuitton ones or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And then right now. And then, you know, go back to an apartment that's, you know, ran down, whatever it is. So it's like, I mean, people, people's priorities aren't right. You know, people can say whatever it is, you know, if you don't spend this, yada, yada, yada. But you don't you don't have to put your paint your full reality on social media. And I think, like, unfortunately, what we define as being real and, and all this other stuff, like, I don't think that Some we should get our definitions from uh, social media. Saying. And I don't know, man. I, Cause like I mean, it, cause I I don't know. Like I went to um I was I had lunch I think a week or two with this um 
with this one gentleman. He was a partner at uh, one of the big private equity firms. So, I mean, y'all can imagine how how much, you know, he's been able he's been able to make in his lifetime. But he didn't have a Rolex on or anything. And I and I I met uh, a lot of the guys I meet. They'll be wearing Apple watches. Won't even be wearing, <clears throat> you know, a Rolex, a Patek, or any of that what stuff. Is that? But it's it's us yeah. that'll be, you know, trying to no, I, get I, all this bro. crazy, yeah. ridiculous yeah. stuff. So I don't know, man. Let, I can't. Let I can't. Roll it. You can get two Rolex five. Spending unnecessary K. money, right? right? When I was a sophomore, when I was a freshman, we went to uh, the Rose Bowl. I think I dropped like six hundred dollars on shoes. Have never, haven't done it since. In twenty twenty one, went to San Antonio. Right, this is my our last year, my last year, our last game, my last game. Yeah, our, our last, yeah, our last game at OU. All of our last, yeah, all of our last game. We, uh, me and Braden went to the mall. I bought a thousand dollar chain. Lost, lost the chain. Never again. Never buying it again. Never. And like, like unless unless a thousand dollars becomes a dollar to me and I can just throw it away, I'm not doing it again. You know. No, you know right now, a thousand dollars should never be a dollar to you. Yeah. And no, you, you, this yeah. is a hand me down from my yeah, great granddad, yeah. and then this other one is only like seven hundred. But the yeah. hand me down is like it gives you that yeah. I can't yeah. ever yeah. lose. Like it gives you that sense of responsibility. Never you know? again. Like I don't, I don't have my life lessons, bro. Like I don't even. I wear my I wore my Fitbit to the point the face fell off, it broke, and then my mom bought me the Apple Watch. That's the only reason I have an Apple Watch. I didn't even pay for it. So I, I'm 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 very like I'm gonna hold on to my money. I'm gonna spend my money on somebody else before I spend it on myself. But uh, no chains and stuff for Jay Hall. Oh, I'm sorry, man. But I don't I don't think I think the issue is not necessarily and like what it is that we purchase it's like how you go about it and if you do it in a financially responsible way because i think whenever you think about our culture um especially as black people like it, it's a lot mm-hmm. of power in our culture from a music standpoint from an appearance standpoint and i think we 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 are and we kind of set the stage a lot of times for fashion especially streetwear what people wear and what maybe how people style themselves and stuff like that so i don't think there's an issue in it i think there's a lot of power in it but I think what it is, is you just have to do it in a financially responsible way. And I think whenever you're not doing it in a financially responsible way and, and you know, you're trying to incentivize others to do it like that. Um, I think that's where the issue lies, man. Cause I mean, if you can, if you can afford to purchase those things and Hey, go for it. But if you're putting yourself in debt and you know, you live it, so you're faking cool? on the internet. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the that's not the way to go. It's not sustainable. Plus, all these things, like, especially when you think about, like, I even like jewelry more than I like clothes because jewelry I wear every single day. Like, everything, like, I'm getting use out of it. But when I go buy clothes, it's like, I'm, I'm bought this shirt. I'm probably going to wear this shirt 10 times to 12 times max. And if I do, like, I got to space it out over such a long period of time. It's like it's really just taking up space and it's, mm-hmm. it's just not something that's going to make me like make it worthwhile. And so I feel like a lot of times when I'm making decisions on what I want to buy or what I don't, it's like how much use am I going to get out of that thing? And 
then you get you get you can get into with clothes like well then it becomes vintage and you can sell it back for more and all that but how long does it take to get your return on your investment like that's it's the same thing as business it's the same thing as everything should be a business statement is is what a a Bolton told us and I think about that every time like everything should be a a state a business statement and everything's a business equation and. One of the guys said something about being smart with their money. And I told him, I said, bro, most people think about, especially when you're getting paid paycheck to paycheck, they think about what they can afford monthly. And, you know, I, I stay with uh, Rocky, y'all know him, and um, I study for my exam. By the way, y'all, for our listeners, my Series 3 exam is next Monday. It's the 23rd right now. I'm excited. But anyways... At the car dealership, they're always emphasizing their monthly payments because that's where the car dealership makes money on the monthly payments. But most people don't think about how interest accumulates over time. Like most people look at a, a three hundred dollar eighty five month monthly payment and be like, oh, it's only three hundred dollars a month. I'm good. I can afford this Hellcat. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, and then you you in it for eighty five, and long months. story short, you're making they're making fifteen thousand dollars on a car that's depreciating, and that's the crazy thing about it. And I feel like a lot of people in our community, not just athletes or us or just whoever, but minorities in general, you know, we don't we don't think about that stuff. The interest accumulating on some of this stuff, bro. And I'm just like, bro, like. I may not know it all, but one of the biggest things in the rich dad, poor dad, Caleb, he's like, use your, your cash as an asset. You know, you don't have to put it like you granted, like make it work for you, but don't go put it somewhere where it doesn't need to be. Yeah. Don't save. And that was the biggest thing I took. Don't save. Like if we're just saving money, it's just sitting like there's no interest on that. Like speaking of the interest that you're talking about, like we don't gain interest in the savings account. Usually you're paying actually to have a savings account. So you probably lost 150 just to open up that savings account. And so they say, go put it in the asset, mm-hmm. whether it's a small stock or a short stock or it's a whatever you want to put it, a Roth IRA out. Whatever you gotta go do, open up, like go get something that's gonna accumulate. And but he also talked about like mutual funds and kind of being against that right. too. But because yeah. you want it in short term securities in case you need to liquidate any of your money right. quickly so you can use it for for whatever. Right. But yeah, you should you should be making all your money be put to work. Cause like in uh uh the rich man in Babylon, the way he 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 would personify money as like as as a, as a slave for us and to make money our slave and to make mm-hmm. uh, it work for us. And I think a lot of times it's the opposite. We become a slave to money because of our indulgences, our desires for whatever material mm-hmm. uh, material things that we thing, that we want to purchase. So, man in Babylon, Pat, that's facts, wrong, but one of the biggest lessons I learned out of that book was from a small story. Right, so I think. I think it went something like this, right? This guy gave, I think, three different people like $100 or something like that. And he was like, I'm going to leave and I'm going to come back. Mm-hmm. And um, 
he was like, I just want my money back or something like that. Right. Well, one guy, one guy took the money and he buried it and then he gave it back to him. All right. And then one guy, he took the money and um, I think he like doubled it or something like that. And then another guy, he took the money and like quadrupled it. And so then the guy came back. And then the guy that buried it, he gave him back his $100 or whatever. And he was like, okay, all right, whatever. And then the other guy, I think he made a little bit of money or lost something. He was like, okay, whatever. And then the other guy, he took his money and then, you know, flipped it or whatever. He was like, here, take some more or or whatever. But like just that little example right there, I'm like, yo, just like, yo, <laughs> Like that's the game, the game within the game. Well, the the points in it, I think are uh, so like the the person who just buried it and brought it back. I think I remember because I read that one too. He said that uh, yeah. you the money isn't worth the same now, so you actually lost me money because he because he's like inflation. So now like that hundred dollars just sitting in your savings account, like it's actually not doing anything for you. And the value, the value of money is constantly going down. So you're actually losing money that you don't think about. And so then he said for the guy who flipped it and like just doubled it, it was like, okay, you did it, but you did it in a safe way and you knew that I was going to come back. And so it was like, why, why did, were you so careful? Like if you made, had success, why didn't you go do it again? Or why did you just like, why did you just do it once and be like, all right, I'm done. And then, that just is like a metaphor for people that they do one thing right. They make money, they get that good job and they're just satisfied instead of going and doing it and making a bunch of money and having a bunch of different assets in the way that the other guy quadrupled it. And it's like he, he had his money in multiple places. He had multiple guys go out and try and make the money himself. Like he basically did the same thing that the guy did and put his money in those guys. And then the one that brought back the most, he continued to flow money through that way. And so that's the metaphor for you have multiple assets. The asset that makes you the most money, obviously you put the most money in there, but the other assets you can do and they can be a long-term one and there can be a short-term one. Like that just it. Up some of the information we talk on here, and like put it in a PowerPoint and send it to the freshmen and the sophomores that owe you or something. <laughs> hey, I got the freshman Man. class every week during the season. We do a weekly meeting. I'm giving them all kind of game. That's <laughs> when I usually call you, and I'm like, I got an idea for the pod after I just went and <laughs> just lectured the freshmen. But yeah. Man. A big thing I've been thinking about because um, I've been I was studying like some of the stuff in the education system in America and I won't I won't get too much into that because but it, it, it's it's crazy uh, the amount of inefficiencies that exist but the biggest thing that I kind of like think about sometimes and I think this goes into you know it being Black History Month and us trying to and us and all of our efforts through different ways trying to you know change the culture trying to move the needle forward for black people and I think like looking back in my own life and especially with a lot of our peers at OU I think um, sometimes like whenever sometimes whenever somebody says like school isn't for me or like math isn't for me and we're kind of just like, you know, okay, it's fine or whatever the case is. 
like that's ve- that can be very very detrimental to people and like i'm i'm not saying like you know force people to do stuff but a lot of times people in the position they are especially whenever they're young they can't understand the long-term impacts and as parents you know mentors whatever the case is i think we need to be a little bit harder but if if you know somebody would have told me at like middle school that uh that uh, it was okay that school or math or whatever wasn't for me, then like I wouldn't have been able to have a career in accounting, finance, engineering, tech, um, chucks, and all the other dis- other different disciplines that require a high level of mathematics. And whenever you look at the high income track careers and the ways to to build wealth, like you completely bar yourself off whenever you say oh, I'm, math isn't for me or school isn't for me. And not to say you can't make it in other ways, but you just make it a lot more difficult on yourself. And I think life is already as hard as it is. No matter what what you are, life isn't fair. And it's a higher, chance, higher probability that you lose than you win. And I think we need to pe- present people with the best options for their life and to be able to put them in a position to have the most optionality. So I think that's the thing that's been like, very much on my mind here lately is like, why do we do that so much? Like, why do we tell people that it's just not okay or that tell people that it's okay to like not be good at math or like, or not even like when, when people tell you it is okay and somebody else tells you it's not, why do we gravitate towards the negative and why do we right. gravitate towards fear? And I think fear right. is a, a huge topic. I think we can do a whole podcast on fear, but just in short, and everything we talked about in investments and going and starting a company and going and uh, living out your dream, going and choosing a different company to work for and creating assets. Like there's a lot of fear you got to get over. And in life, like you're saying, like, especially our culture, like if we hear no, people are like, Oh, I can't. And it's like, no, that's just that person's opinion. That person's experience. You can do whatever you want. I think that obviously everybody's situation is different and to each their own. Right. But I was talking to my mom the other day and y'all should know at the, at the, what, some point this year, she's going to retire. I think at the top of the top of the year, she's, uh, she's going to retire and get a new job, but she doesn't know where at. She just knows that she wants to move into project management because like, that's just, her area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's back in school. Because you got her to go back to and, school. And um, it's kind of funny because we're both changing careers at the same time. Like, I'm going from football to the real world. She's going from her previous job to a new job. And and uh, I, we both kind of said this the other day on the phone. I said this, Mom. I said, uh, Mom, I don't know where I'm going, but my feet are moving in terms of just taking this test. And I just sat there and thought about it. I'm like, you know, this is kind of just like life. And I feel like a lot of people just don't even take that first step. You know, like they're so scared to like do the math or push themselves to even get to college. Or most people ask, should I go to college? Cause they want to hear somebody tell them that they shouldn't. So that way they don't have to try to, or something like that, or it may be a different situation, but granted, man, I just, if most people could just get their feet moving, just a little bit. And somebody else is going to help you push. You may start chasing somebody else. Then you're running. Next thing you know, you're starting a podcast with three people. You don't know what you're doing, but you're just talking about good stuff and hoping it turns out well like us. And who knows, man? But 
Yeah, as long as your feet are. Don't moving, forget bro. falling on your face a thousand times. Like, mm-hmm. man, that's how you learn, I, man. I don't believe in a fail. I believe in you either do something right or you do something to learn about something. And right. Man, I've learned a lot and I'm going to keep learning a lot because I don't want to be the guy who just sat there and accepted his current situation. I want to be the guy that kept going, kept going. Yeah. And it'll probably add life to us. It'll probably keep you young and it'll just teach your, your kids and teach all those that are watching you like, I can just keep going and there's always going to be another option to make money, to live life. To you didn't know buying a house would be so stressful at you now. Right. Man, and I, or having a house. <laughs> I love I love my house, though. It's a beautiful house. Y'all don't pull up enough, but, you know, well, I'm, I don't I'm need pull y'all up, to. I'm pull up next week. Pull up next week. I'll be here. <laughs> pull up next week. Man, and I, I was going to say another thing um, that was on my mind I want to say during this as well um, is – we, I think we need to take like greater control and like accountability of our lives. And I think in a lot of ways we look to like other people to tell us what to do and whether that's like look into the education system uh, now, like look into TikTok to educate us on like what being real means, like what being this means, what being cool means, whatever the case is. And I think um, in our communities, like parents need to have like a greater role big brothers, like mentors and all that. Because I think the issue right now is like, we're getting all this information from so many different directions for kids, to, you know, kids at a young age and it's confusing. And I think it just needs to be, a, because I'm, I was reading a book and I didn't, I wasn't even trying to like learn about black history, but I was learning about like a lot of successful blacks, some of the history of like Philadelphia and other like successful black cities. It's like, man, I never knew this. Like I never knew in some of these cities, like black people earned more than like white people. The employment rate for blacks was way higher than whites. And I was kind of thinking like, you know, whose fault is this? And I, and I quickly want to be like, man, why didn't the school system teach us this? But you know, how easy could it have been for, um, and, and not to excuse how difficult people's lives are, but just to take another step and, and push past discomfort. Like, what if my mom would have been like, uh, man, Black History Month, I want you to submit me a report every single week on these different topics. You know what I'm saying? Just implementing small things like that, um, I think can have so much effect in our lives. But I think the issue is right now, we look to, to other people too much, whether mm-hmm. that's look into this these group of people, this institution, whether that's a school, whether that's the government, whatever the case is, um, rather than like looking at it from perspective of, you know, things are messed up. That is a reality. But like how what can I do in my life to make it better? And I think that goes to like the representation standpoint, because I think a lot of times on media, uh, different ethnic groups are portrayed in certain different ways that may be disproportionately representative to what they actually are. But that goes back to we need to take more control of our lives. Like, let's not get our images from media or whatever institutions. Let's get our images oh, through research. education and like what things really look like. Um, so yeah, that's a. That's a I like that, yeah. man. I point one Ooh, finger at that. you. I got three pointing back at me. Take some accountability. That's real. That's Maybe a good that's one. <laughs> How can we make look that at, the title? Look at Big Papa right there. Huh? Point one finger. How do you say that? Point, point one finger. Yeah, Ooh, that's a good title. I like that. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah sir. Mm. Write that down. Yeah. <laughs> That's real. <laughs> People. Podcasts yeah, on no, prayer. Over paper. Bro. Man, I said podcasts on a prayer. People <laughs> over paper. Nah, I see you. Pat, I we'll see continue you our conversation yeah. on taking yeah, control of educating ourselves as well as other people next episode because I feel like that's some good stuff. <laughs>